came up at the, at, the, at the beginning of the year, and talked about how that should come to God emptied. That's the word I remember Pastor Sherry at the beginning of the year. And every time we come before him, we come as knowing nothing. Knowing nothing. Emptying ourselves to receive from him. And that brought me into a, 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 a pattern like, this God, so much about him, we keep playing. If we have a million years, an infinity amount of time, we can never truly understand him. So what does it mean to seek him? You know, I was looking and I was thinking that we are all created by God, right? We are all created by him to know him. Do you ever notice that in the world that we have, even people that don't know Christ Jesus, they are seeking something. They are seeking people. There are people that will tell you that they are, they are seekers. They are, they tend themselves seekers. What are they seeking? They're seeking the purpose of life. They're seeking what is the beginning and the end of life. They're seeking what power is out there. They're seeking, a, a, you know, a, a part of them bring them to be filled up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, every, God has created everyone to seek Him. Every soul hungers and thirsts for God. They might not be like this God, but they hunger and thirst for God. Even we as Christians, we know that even when we go through our day life, there comes a time when we just want to quiet down and say, God, where are you? I want to know you more. More God. So for the unfortunate thing is that sometimes that even though when even though we all seek, the world seek and we all search for this God, we don't always find him. Or what happens is that the hungry soul is fed with something else. So instead of seeking him diligently, what happens is that people just get what they can find around. Like okay, we're talking about why is that these people um, seem like this is a pattern. Because after a while, when you're seeking, you begin to use what is around you to fill in the gap. You know, so we use the available things. But knowing what requires a further, you know, a search, an intentional effort for passion. And I feel like that's what we for hours. And it's a life journey, it's a life journey. It's a, a just one day. It's one in Jeremiah 29, verse 12 to 13. It says, Then you come upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Deuteronomy 29, is it 4, 29 or 924? Say that you, you said the same thing and said, When you search for me with all your heart and with all your soul. And I love the way a message, the book of message, the Bible version of message says, it says, when you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I will listen. When you come looking for me, you will find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me, I want it more than anything else. I will make sure you won't be disappointed. God's decree, I will turn things around for you. You know, and it goes on and on. Isn't that beautiful? God is saying that, see, it's not about you seeking me and just looking, looking, looking and not finding. And most of the religion of the world, look, 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 they don't find. That's why you find that you have people that try Kabbalah, they try New Age, they try witchcraft, they try this, they say, they keep going because their soul is desperate for something. The Bible says, um, um, as the deer pants for water, so my soul pants for God. We've been created to seek and find God. And our God says that we will not be disappointed. When you seek Him, you will not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Seeking is not a something that we do um, frivolously. It's something that is intentional. When you, when you want to try and get a degree, what happens? Or a course, or you want to get a job, 
He put an intentional heart to finding that the best, you know, to find the cause that you need to be the best in that world. When you're fighting, even when you're finding your spouse, you're looking for a spouse, you begin to prepare yourself, your mind to be ready to receive that person that God is bringing to you. You know, so we are constantly always on a journey of seeking through life. So this journey that we are talking about is not focusing on seeking God. But now we are Christians. We know that as Christians we, we were saved, you know, freely he gave it all for us to surrounded his life on the cross. Upon that cross, then why do we need to seek him? If we've given him our life, as our Lord and Savior, and, and he abides in us. Why then do we need to seek him? Why is there a seeking? Don't, aren't we already in his, in his presence? Don't we have God already in us? Yes, we do. But the truth is that what we have, there is more. To the relationship that we have come to experience, during salvation, something happened. Our whole man is put away, or is put to death. And we put on a moon in mm. creation. Now that renewed creation is the regenerated soul, the newly created soul. That soul can only be sustained through Christ. Outside of Christ, that soul begins to die out. Then the old man again unfortunately comes back. But what God is saying is that mm. in seeking him to, 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 to stay at the optimum of you of our life, to become the best that he's created us to be, to be who he has called us to be, to be who he has called me to be, I need to constantly be in a constant fellowship with him. Because that is what feeds and builds my regenerated soul. That is what builds my new person, my new creation in Christ. You know, our life after salvation, it's a continuous journey. Just because we are safe today doesn't mean that, you know, we, we're going to go to heaven, right? We, we know all of that, right? Just because you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today doesn't guarantee heaven for you. Why? Because in between, something can happen. If you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you don't do anything about him, that relationship begins to die out. Mm. Just like a tree. I want us to imagine a tree. Imagine an orange tree. Tree. And imagine that tree, right? It's at the fullest boom. It's growing. It's bearing um, oranges. Imagine how beautiful that old tree would be. Now that tree on its own can do so much, right? That, uh, that tree, even though it's bearing orange, it can, it can create orange juice. It can make orange as a food and as a snack. With the skin of the orange peel, it can mm. create oil, essential oil. It can do so much. That tree also creates shelter. From that tree, oxygen is, is, is given to the world. Mm. So the benefit of that tree is countless because it's rooted into something. It's not by itself. But guess what? When we could disconnect a branch or we cut off a branch from that tree, it takes a matter of days that that branch begins to die out. And that is how we are. Through seeking, we find God. We grow intimate with God. Because like the Bible says that unless we abide in him and he in us, what happens? The tree will die. The branch will die. You know? So, our soul is created to be in a constant, nurturing state, hungering for God. You cannot, as a Christian, we cannot, as a Christian, say we have or have accepted Jesus Christ, and that is it. Or take that journey whenever we want. It becomes hot, cold, lukewarm. We need to be careful. We are created to be careful. We are created to impact others. Like the tree, we should give oxygen to the other people. Like the tree, we should affect the life of the, something from us and from the fruit from our life. We should nourish the lives of those around us. Like the tree, we should nourish our environment. Mm. You know, then how do we seek him? This journey of seeking, we 
everything that all our Christians said, we are seeking God. Right now, I am on the seeking journey. Lord, I want to know you more. More and more. And even when you reveal yourself to me, I want more. Mm. Because our soul is a never-ending soul that can only be filled up with, with, with the knowledge of, and, the, and the presence of our God. How then do we seek Him through the Holy Spirit? You know, when, the, when Jesus Christ was growing, He said, I need to go because if I do not go, I, I, can, I cannot send the Spirit of truth to you. You know, he says that the spirit, so I'll just say that, however, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. And before that, he told the, the disciples, I need to go, I have to go. Then he became sad. Oh, Jesus is great. He said that he was sad because I'm going. But if I don't go, because Jesus Christ, even if he did forever, he had to, as a human being, die at one point. But for the sake of us, I believe that if you know, his life was cut short so that not only can he die and save us, so that the Holy Spirit can come and bow you up in us. He said, however, when the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. The Holy Spirit tells us about Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit informs us about Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is the one that teaches us how to know and find the Father. The Bible says, we read earlier on that it's only through the Holy Spirit that we are able to say, I'm our Father. So we cannot say that Jesus Christ is our best friend if he's not the best friend with the Holy Spirit. Because it is through the Holy Spirit that we know Jesus Christ. The person that reveals God to us, reveals the Father, the Son to us, is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, is the Spirit of the Father. So how can we know God? How can we even embark on a journey of knowing our Father, our Savior, our Maker? If we do not even take the time to connect with the one that is already in us, the Holy Spirit, in the spirit of truth that dwells within us, you know, and I, I, and I realized that as I began to take in, like, make a conscious, connect, conscious connection, relation, or relating to Him, it's, it begins to speak to me. It speaks to us. The Holy Spirit wants to speak. He wants to teach us. His role is to teach us into all truth, to guide us, to reveal the glory of Jesus Christ to us, to show us the way to the Father, to take us away from being slaves. And servants into sons and daughters. And just as the Holy Spirit did the same thing, the Holy Spirit was the one that came upon Mary and brought her and enabled her to carry Jesus Christ. So he helped Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit was in the life of Jesus Christ, helping him, directing him, leading him, empowering him to do all that he did on earth. So also, we need the Holy Spirit to know Jesus, to connect with the Father, to seek the Father. He helps us to understand the Word of God. He said that the, the, Spirit, uh, the, the Spirit gives life. The word that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. John chapter 6, verse 63. It is through the Holy Spirit that we can, the Bible makes sense. See, if you take the Bible and read the Bible, it is just words. You might find some encouraging, some inspiring, but they are empty to, empty to change unless the Holy Spirit brings it to us. Do we get that? Because mm -hmm. we find out some people, you know, I was hearing the other day, I was listening to a, 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 a musical, a document, a, a show. And they're talking about how rich in witchcraft they use the word of God to do some of the things that they do. Now, for them, because the word is not mixed with the spirit of God, they are living for death. But when we use the word, we let the Holy Spirit breathe the word into us. What it does back is to breathe the life of God into us. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. You know? And that's the wonderful thing. And also, the Holy Spirit reveals the deep things of God to us. What does that mean? If you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 20. Anyone that can read 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10, actually. Um, 10, it says, 
You know, but God has revealed. So I have not seen here this verse, and I have not seen here that I've never entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So if, when we seek God, there's a revelation that God wants to start pouring into us. Jesus Christ said something. He said He only does what He sees the Father does. Now, does it mean that when Jesus Christ went to sleep, it was? I believe that everything Jesus Christ did was as the Father did. You know, because everything, the miracle He did, the wonderful things He did, was through the Father. So how can He have known that? By spending time in the place, by seeking God. Even though He had God Himself, He was God. Jesus Christ was God. Or even though He was man on earth, but He still had the Spirit of God in Him. He had God in Him, but He would still always go and seek the Father. He will go to separate place to seek to seek out to seek out what the Father wants him to do. Mm. You know, to seek out what the Father is telling him to do, to telling him to say. Jesus Christ did not do anything outside of the will of the Father. He had the most precious, most you know, the most glorious relationship with the Father ever. And that we are, we can benefit. We can have that same relationship. We can only see. We can begin to do just what we see the Father do. As we seek Him, God wants to reveal Himself to us. Mm. What was it that I was saying? Okay, yeah, but Larry was saying something. Larry was saying something about how it's enough of us acting, uh, talking to the world about Christ. It's time for us to start living as Christ, to start showing Christ to the world. Jesus Christ showed God to the world. Every time He did a miraculous wonders, every time He spoke. What he was doing was revealing Christ, he was revealing God, he kept revealing the Father, he kept revealing the Father. And somewhere in John chapter, um, in John chapter 5, 19 to 20, 21, he talks about how he can do nothing of himself. But he says that, this is what Jesus said, he said, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in the right manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows in all things that He Himself does, and will show in greater works than that, greater work than this, that you may marvel. Verse twenty-one talks about how even the Son, because the Son is able to give life, because the Father He sees the Father does that, and we also. What did Jesus Christ say? Greater work than this we will do. The Father was telling Him that greater works that Jesus would do, which Jesus did, and now Jesus Christ is saying something else. That greater work we will do. So, yes, we are going to be a reflection of Jesus Christ. And we can't do that in a place of just cold Christianity. We can't do that by just coming and having a, um, a part time relationship with Him. He comes from a place of hungry, of seeking, of yearning, of intentional acts and of moving towards God. You know, our soul needs to cry out. I don't know about you, but I know I'm tired of just the lukewarmness of life. You know, I hear, I see, um, the friend was telling me about how a child is allergic to, to not, to gluten, to wheat, to milk. And I like, oh God. You know, and she's frustrated. You know, she's frustrated with the situation. She's Hindu, she's, um, she's um, I'm from India, so I think she's in, she, I know they've got the shrine of God in, the, in their house. So she, what happened is she had to take the child to, to India. For them to do some homotherapy. Um, no, she called it like homotherapy. What's it called? Homotherapy. Um, sorry? Homotherapy. 
He has a natural remedy to cure it. And he told her that it was too late. Hmm? You know, it was too late for the child to be healed. Is it season? Hmm? Is it a... Uh, it's like a natural, but I can't remember. She said the word. Homeopathic. I think it's like a homeopathic. It's where they do natural things to just try and reverse yeah, it. You know, yeah, and you could see the frustration in her face. And she had this God, look at me, in their house, as she entered their house, into the main room, just at the entrance, they have a small, um, what do they call it? Shrine. Shrine in their house, you know? And she has so much faith in this God that she says, you know, that she doesn't eat meat, she doesn't eat any kind of meat thing, because that is part of their, you know, God and all of that. And so she came back, and she always talked so passionately about her God, you know? So she came back and she went, she went to speak to she took the child away for one week. She and the family went to India. And they couldn't do anything. She said, but they gave them remedies to just maintain it. And you could just see, you could see her heart. You know, she was so frustrated. And she was talking about how the boy is getting frustrated with the situation. Like, why is he the only different person? And I'm like, God, I serve you. I know you. I live for you. I, this is, I, 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 I don't want to talk about how God can heal. I want you to heal. So my prayer every night, like God, you have to heal this child. You have to heal so that the name can be glorified. The endless expectation, the creation, the endless expectation of man, of creation, are seeking for the sons of God. The world is trying out for the revelation of the sons of God. The Bible even says so. See, when people see God, they will, they will accept him. We won't need to talk too much. But we can't if our heart is or if you're still fighting against some distraction, or if we are, if, if we are today, you know, today we seek, tomorrow we, we do our own thing. Seeking means that sometimes we have to cast away ourselves to seek the will of the Father, to spend quiet moments in the presence of the Father. Seeking means that we have to live even some time. The things that we enjoy, our soul, our flesh, our soul enjoy, just to spend time hearing what the Father is. Seeking means sometimes we need to just quiet down and rest in the presence of the Father. Jesus Christ, after anything and actions, he will go to a quiet place to replenish, to know again afresh, Father, what do you want? What is your will? Father, what it is? Because he wasn't seeking his will. Because if you go further in that job, it's that he wasn't looking for it. Even though Jesus had a will, he wasn't seeking his own will. He was seeking the will of the Father. But he had to do something. He had to lay himself aside so that the Father can be glorified. When we seek the Father, we are saying, God, put me aside. And should I put my side and myself aside? Just reveal yourself, Father. What is it, what is it that you want your will to be done here on earth? You know? And God wants to speak. That's the beauty of our God. It's not a God that we put in the corner and stays in that corner. He wants to speak. The Bible says that he doesn't do anything without revealing it to his children, to his, to his prophet. So God is speaking. Constantly speaking, you know, he spoke to Cornelius when Cornelius was asked or cried out to know something about this God. God, Cornelius was seeking God. He was like, what is it? Who is this? This creator, this maker, I want to know him. And God met him, you know. And even when Peter didn't understand, Peter had a reason to know that this is God. You know, we have to have a hunger in our soul to find out what the Father wants, to know what his heartbeat is. Because he wants to give it to us. I think it's a disservice for us as Christians when we don't reveal the Father. When we spend time in his presence, like Moses, we begin to reflect.
present. But when we don't, we reflect, we reflect ourselves and we are powerless. We can't heal anybody. We can't set anyone free. We cannot pray and anything happen when we've just been, when it's just ourselves. So there has to be a change in the heart. When we seek God, He shares our heart, He changes our heart, He creates a new heart, a heart that's hungry for Him. When we seek Him, He begins to transform us into the image and the likeness, the mind of Christ. When we seek Him, He begins to do something different in us. We begin to find out that we want to do His, his gifts. Is this no longer becomes like a burden to us? Or we truly want to seek him, we truly want to please him. I think that's where Jesus Christ was. For him, even though he had a will, for him doing God's will was much more glorious, much, much more in that, that was his desire. And in him doing God's will, God glorified him. Hmm. That everything Jesus Christ wanted to do, God approved of. How wonderful. And we have that benefit. So it's not only for Jesus. Jesus Christ came to show us the way to seek the Father. And as we cause our heart to wholeheartedly seek Him, He, will, he alone begins to make changes in our heart. You know, He shares our heart, His heart with us. Even begins to reveal purpose. That Jeremiah that we read about how when we seek Him and find Him, it came after a verse that says, For I know the thoughts I, that I think towards you, saying the Lord, thought of peace are not to give you a uh, thought of peace. And not of evil to give you a future and a hope. A, a, a research was carried out, and they asked a number of people, and I think about ninety-eight percent of the people asked that one of the greatest questions that the world has God is, "What is my purpose on earth? Why did you create me?" Even the one that didn't know Christ, that didn't know God, they wanted to know what is their purpose. Why am I here? What is my the essence of my being? Is there any reason that you create like that? I'm supposed to do because everyone is seeking something. But the Bible says that, for I know the thought that I think towards you, thought of peace and not of evil, to give you a future. And how can we know those things? Not by we just having a lukewarm relationship, but in the place of seeking. Because it, it, that verse goes with a solution, or the way we can find it. It says that when you search for me and seek me with your whole heart, I will be found by you. And that always gladdens my heart. Every time I read I'm like, God, thank you, because it's not like a pointless search. You know when you go through the maze, I've never been through a maze, but yet that way you go, it's just like, you feel like the next road, the next road, the next road, but it, it seems like you're always lost. There's never a, road, a way out. That's not how God is. There is a way out. Once we start on that journey, that journey just begins to reveal so much about Him. And there's no way we can seek God and not know so much about Him. You know, God is not mysterious. God is not quiet and distant. God is not a God that wants us to just up down, bow down, and just leave. He wants to relate to us. He's relational. He wants to speak to us, you know. He wants to pour his heart to us. And I love it in, in Ephesians where it says when we seek him, one of the benefits is that we begin, we, we are seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. How wonderful. What is the benefit of sitting in the heavenly places? Mm-hmm. One day in Ephesians chapter 1 says, which you walk in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to the end over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him who all who fills all in all, that is us. And we, and God raised us up together, Ephesians 2 16. God raised us, you and I, up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know that heavenly places, that 
I just say, oh, I'm a Christian. Our heart has to, because a, a hungry heart brings us into the presence of God. When our heart is seeking Him, when we take, you know, when we've made up our mind that God, I want to know what you know. I want to see what you see. I want you to, I want to hear what you say. You know, it begins to make a, I believe that it becomes, begins to be a transformation. You know, a renewal, a, you know, a drawing nearer. It begins to draw, as we draw near to Him, the Bible says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And that journey begins to bring us into the presence of God. And I love this word so much. If, um, Psalm 16, verse 11. It says, And I will show you the path of life. That's the benefit of seeking God. He begins to show us the path of life. Because in His presence, which we are again, when we seek Him, there is fullness of joy, and at His right hand are pleasures forevermore. I know that for a lot of us, including myself, I don't want to struggle against any powers and principalities, any sickness or illness and disease, any afflictions. I don't want to wonder where, you know, where issues are going to be solved. I don't want to even have to deal with issues. I want to have a life of fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. And if there should be any powers and principalities, the Bible says it's under the, they are under the foot of Jesus Christ. How glorious is that? So look at this are all the benefits that come from us seeking Him. At the end of the day, it is for our own good. You know, it is not for the good of God himself. God is God. Whether we do or we don't do, it doesn't take away from him. But for the benefit of us, for us to be the best, to feel with the fullness of him, for us to be the eye and the eye and the blessed, you know, to be all that he has created us to be, we need to seek him. We need to hunger to know him. We need to allow that seeking to draw us into his presence. We need to let allow him to begin to transform us through the spirit. His Holy Spirit is hungry to change us, to transform, to help us to understand what we have even in Christ. Because it's how they're free. But we can't know what is free. How can we know the mind of God if we are far from God? How can we have a personal relationship when our relationship is occasional? You know, personal relationship requires personal time. The mind of God requires us working so close, like your best friend. That's even better. Family members, close family members. Your husband know everything. Your husband everything about you. Your wife knows everything about you. Because you have an intimate relationship. That is intimate with our God. And I feel like the grace to continue to seek Him. God will put it in our heart. We won't see seeking as a body that takes us away from what we want to do. But we'll see seeking as a journey that takes us even deeper into the heart and mind of God. And it is possible. Jesus Christ came and showed us the way to do it. And I pray as we desire our God wholeheartedly, we will begin to accept Him wholeheartedly. And because He is ready, He wants us, He's died already for us. He's laid His life already for us. You know, I want to pray we even enjoy the Lord with Him. And I pray that as we allow the Holy Spirit to reveal the fire to us, to reveal our Savior to us. And we will not close ourselves, we will not limit it to occasional moments. That we will be responsive to every inclination of the Holy Spirit. That when we, He wants us to just quiet and fellowship, we will do that. Because at the end of the day, it's for our own benefit. God is God, He doesn't need anything else. But because He's such a good Father, you know the best that we can be is in His presence. The greatest height we can attain is from His presence. And how do we get into His presence? By a closer walk with him, by seeking him and hungry after after him. And I pray that the grace for us 
to attain this, you pour upon us right now in Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you for your word. We bless your wonderful name. We thank you also for teaching us the journey, the way to the path of the Father, the way to the mind of the Father. Holy Spirit, thank you for revealing Jesus Christ and glorifying him in our life. Father, we bless you and worship you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, we have mission offering. That's the mission offering for the mission missionaries are in Africa. So what they do the other day in in um what's it called? In, 